0: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries. And she's here to tell it like it is.
1: Your host, Shook Burry. What happened if you say? You know, we got a big show today. Do you know what it's about? grandparenting. Yes, grandparenting. And you know, I'm super pumped about this because I know nothing about grandparenting. So I can't wait to learn from the experts that we have here today. And don't turn off the show, gals and guys who might be listening. We're talking about grandparenting not only you don't have to be uh, related to the kids you can also be friends with the kids you can have an opportunity if you've got little kids in your life and these are super great suggestions and i've got two amazing women on here with me today we have becky danielson and carol olson and they're talking about their fabulous book faithful grandparenting practical ideas for connecting the generations you guys thank you for coming on the show thank you love to be here yeah, I, I could hear that in the background of my head, John, as I'm introducing them. Like there's crowds and crowds and there's like a a stadium full. A of studio people. audience. So thankful that that they finally wrote this book because they've been working on it for quite a while. So, Becky and Carol, would you share with us just for a minute um, how did you come about wanting to write this book? And then I'm going to get into some deep questions. It was a need.
0: It was a need that both of us have seen. Um, we've been. Working with families for years and years, it with the parents that I mentor, that I work in small groups with, um, that I talk to at national conferences, they need support. They need other people to speak into their lives, not just, like you said, the biological grandparents, but older people that are
1: re- – Willing to come alongside them yeah. and alongside their children. So now, Henry, I'm a grafted in grandparent. Um, his uh, true and wonderful grandparents live out of town. So when there's a grandparenting event, I get to go. <laughs> I'm so excited. But, anyways, I'm always looking, as he's aging, I'm like missing out on opportunities on how to connect with the guy because he's getting a little too cool. You know, you can't just go up and smother him with kisses anymore. <laughs> So I'm going to ask some questions as we go along, um, such as what happens if a family doesn't want you to be involved as a grandparent? Or what if the kid doesn't respond to you? What are some suggestions? And your book, Carol, I love this. Carol, you said there's over how many ideas and tips that you have in this book? Over 250 ideas, practical ideas,
2: suggestions that uh, you can pick from and choose what will be most applicable to
1: your family or to your connection with the young person. Oh friends, if you missed part 1, go back to it. Part this is part 2. Go back to part 1 and they uh, go over how the book is laid out, how you can star, I'm sorry, check the box on the in the margin if you like the idea. Then you can just flip through instead of rereading the whole book and look for those checks that you had put next to the ideas. I love that. You guys are so sweet. And you said that you gathered all this information from a lot of friends, from Bible studies. Um, You you said that you inquired of your uh, grandparenting friends, and they gave you a lot of these suggestions, ideas as well. And both Becky and Carol come from different perspectives, because Carol has a pile of grandkids, and then Becky has been a granddaughter. And so she's had that experience from that perspective of a godly woman. So... Let me ask you the first question, if I could. You talk about sharing, you know, you give ideas and suggestions. You talk about leaving a legacy, et cetera. But what about sharing the gospel or sharing scripture with the kids? What are your suggestions around that?
2: Well, there are many ways that you can do that. One is just to model the fact that you Read scripture that you do Bible studies. Even just telling a child, "Yes, I'm going to Bible study tonight." It's amazing how they say well, you're going where, and you say, "Well, I'm going to Bible study." You know what we're we're studying uh, Proverbs now. Do you want? I'd love to share this one proverb with you. Uh, one of the grandparents said that what she did was she once a week would pick a a, vi- a Bible verse that she thought was really important, and she would send that out to each one of the grandchildren. Um, with the internet. And so they were getting this Bible study to know that there was a connection, that the grandmother has a connection. You know, no way do we ever want to push our faith. Oftentimes that just absolutely... Really? I do that all the time. What's up with that? (laughs) You do it in such a wonderful way, though. You've got a way of doing it. But for a grandparent to say, you will go to church and you will love the Lord, that doesn't work real well. So, but there are so many different ways that you can... Just model it and show it. And when people, when their grandchildren go in your home, make sure that there's a Bible out. Make sure there's a cross and an American
1: flag. The things that are important to you. Uh, you- get that, ladies? We're going to pause a minute there for a, a break. The American flag. Get that out there so the kids see that as well. Along with the Bible. They go hand in hand.
2: Yeah, they, they do. So do you want to add some other challenge or other ideas? Well, in in being the granddaughter, I
0: remember being um, with my grandmother when my grandfather was very, very ill. She pulled her Bible out and she had written and underlined in her Bible, and I had never seen that before. And it made a tremendous impact on me as, as a young person that, wow, you could write in God's Word and that was okay. Um, so I think, like Carol said, the modeling piece, It's it's not what we say. It's what we do. Children see what we do. They, don't, they imitate what we do. They use our language. The more we talk about how we are studying God's word, the more we, we show how God's word impacts our lives, that's how they learn. Beating a child over the head with the Bible is never going to get them to be a Christian. Good, that's no, just not no, how you Now that works. my
1: kids are all grown. Sorry about that, kids. It didn't work. Um, you know, I love what Proverbs 17, 6 says, Grandchildren are the crown of the aged. I love that. And the glory of children is their fathers. What role, um, you know, we talk about Neil a little bit, Carol. What role does Neil have um, as a grandfather? He's the quiet, steady one. And I'm
2: more the uh, outlandish one that plans <laughs> all the things and does every, all the things. But um, when the grandchildren need and have a question, they really want to ask a serious question, they would definitely go to him, actually, before they would go to me. But I, but I think that what we want to do is we want to show our grandchildren that we, they can come to us, they can uh, ask us questions, that we will always love them, that we understand what it is to walk in faith, and that we really want them to do the same. Now, we can't make them do that. Uh, I, I kind of smile because I think of our granddaughter, Uh, who was in college, and then she uh, graduated and and got a job and was moving to a very new town. And, of course, I said, well, you know, I think the best thing you do is find a good church. And she laughed, and she said, you know, Grandma, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And Uh I thought, wow, now that was a surprise. I would not have thought that would be her response. But um, there are ways that you can share your faith. Even saying anytime you have dinner at our house, we will all pray uh, that's a simple little thing but it's probably many of the families they no longer have say grace and so it's a it's a, a new way for them to say oh they really do have a faith they really want to connect
1: And I think also, even at restaurants, you know, I love that about my husband, Blair, you know, he'll just, it doesn't matter who we're with, whether they're believers or not, he'll say, could we just take a moment and give thanks for this food? And, you know, we'll bow at a restaurant and we'll pray and we pray for the server as well. And I think that that's really a great example that no matter where we are, whether you're with young children, older children, uh, your own children, grandkids, um, you know, it's it's good to recognize what all of our blessings, where all of our blessings come from. Uh, well, in Christ.
0: And the other thing, Shug, with parents who have stepped away from the church, a grandparent may be the only Christian influence that a child has. And that's something that that's, needs to be thought of. It needs to be considered. Mm-hmm. And you are that only person that's praying for that child and showing that child how
1: he or she can come to Christ. You know, what if you have um, kids as in the parents of, mm-hmm. of the grandkids, what if they're not believers? And then, um, how do you tiptoe around that, or don't you? Do you just this is who I am, and this is, you know, we pray at the table, etc. Do you know what my question is? Yes, and and I think
2: that's that's you do what you do because it's in your home. It's the way you just don't push it to the fact if they don't want to say grace, but you're going to say grace. It's like you said when you go out. Uh, for, for a dinner, and some you're with people that aren't believers, and yet you say, we will pray. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we can handle it in a way that we are not antagonistic. We are mm-hmm. not pushing. We don't want to push our faith on them, but we want them to see what true faith can
1: really mean. You talk about uh, the over 250 ideas. Are there any ideas in your book about how do you pull out, in an everyday situation, um, God's presence in it?
0: When children spend time with their grandparents at grandma and grandpa's house. Um Carol and I have a whole piece on house rules mm. and how how grandparents can be incredibly respectful to their children and how the grandchildren are being raised. But your home is your home. And if you pray at meals, you pray at meals. If you have scripture on the walls, you have scripture on the walls. You don't take it down when your kids come over. If you are in the midst of a Bible study and you are working on your Bible study while you're having a quiet time with your kids and those grandkids crawl up in your lap, what are you reading, Grandma? What are you looking at, Grandpa? You can honestly say this is what it is. And I think, I think the respect piece is that overlying attribute, virtue, what have you, that really makes a difference. Again, it's not being antagonistic. It's not being overbearing. It's, this, is, this is who I am. This is who God created me to be. And I'm so grateful that, that we can all get
1: along. Mm-hmm. I remember I went on a field trip as a mom, and we went to the zoo. And all the kids, the whole class was there. And, um, you know, I, can't, I couldn't help but point out just the beauty of God, you know, like you're going through all these different exhibits and you're talking about the animals, and you're talking about the variety and, and, you know, you just can't help but say, look at how creative God is in his creation and what he made. So there's easy ways, I think, to kind of slip that in without making uh, it too overt if the parents aren't comfortable with it.
0: We have funny stories in the book. And one of them that, that strikes a chord right now in this conversation is the little boy who's talking to a grandpa and, Said now, Grandpa made you say yes, and Grandpa made me yes. He did. Oh, Grandpa, he's doing a much better job now. <laughs> I mean, there are some really cute stories in the book too. But but just you know, talking very matter of factly, God is our Creator, and Jesus is important because and and really just being matter of fact that this is your life. You're baking cookies. We're going to share because Jesus shares. You know, there are a lot of different ways you can you can. Model it and speak just very frankly into common day occurrences
2: and common day um, times with with kids and another thing you can um, bring them if if your church is having certain uh, type of mission uh times like what feed the starving children that 's a great thing to bring your children to your grandchildren to, or bring them to your church's vacation bible school. There are ways that you can um connect with them in that way, but you know the the book has these absolutely wonderful um ideas in it, uh, it the one is that if you're have high school-age students right now in your household. We'll save that prom dress and maybe that letter jack and a few other things. Put it in a box, and maybe years from now, not too many years, there will be grandchildren who will say, Oh, let's play dress-up, Grandma. Let's do this. Or, Grandpa, let's do this, and let's have a tea party. So now is the time, even when your children are in high school, to start – Putting aside some of those special things. And when that prom dress comes out, you can say, oh, yes, well, that was where your mother wore this when she was a junior in high school. That's kind of fun. Always having a busy box for little children when they come to your house, where the children you want to have them maybe spend some time with you and and talk and give hugs and whatever, and then they can go and find pull out this drawer or a box or whatever you always have where you have games and toys and things that would be real appropriate for that age group. And of course, you change that as the children get older. You instead of the the small little uh, book uh, a book board book, you have uh, other things to do or games. So that's a wonderful thing. And uh, uh, One other real quick one I want to, you to know about was this was a grandfather who wanted to write the rules for a young athlete. He had been an athlete when he was uh, young and his children were athletes. And now he had all these grandchildren. And he kept thinking, how can I explain to them what it means to be a young athlete? So he wrote that. And so we read it with, boy, this is wonderful. And asked if we could put it in the book. And he said, yes, he would love to have that in. I mean, th- this is just an example of some of the many, many ideas that we have in there. And I often say, I wish I had read my book before I had my grandchildren. Yeah, yeah but that didn't go. work that it's, way.
0: <laughs> it's a gift for you and I, Shug. We yeah, get, you know, you and you and I have a, a, a great tool to use when we do have grandkids. But also, I think I think back to my grandmother, and when I would take, you know, woes and concerns, and you know how middle school, high school kids can be college kids. Okay, I'm having trouble with this friendship. This class is hard. She would always listen, which I think. Children Need a Listening Ear, and she would offer sage advice for me, which was extraordinarily helpful, but she would end every conversation, I will keep you in my prayers, lovey. Mm-hmm. And I think we have an opportunity to pray over our kids, over our grandkids, and not only quietly on the side, but pray over with them as they leave our house. Just a quick hug and a prayer whispered in their ear. Mm-hmm you know, God bless you. Thank you for coming over today. You are such a blessing to me. Lord, protect um, Ellie as she goes off to camp this week. Just little things like that so the child knows that you rely on Jesus throughout life and that you know that Jesus is protecting that grandchild as well.
1: Amen. Amen. Wow. You guys, would you adopt me, please? I feel like, you know, I want to come over to a house where there's always a busy box. John, would that be helpful to you, too? I'm coming, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, just it's one of those things that, you know, um, I think that these are suggestions that are amazing. And it's not just for grandparents. Remember, if if you've got a couple generations between you and a neighbor, you know, it would be fun uh, for that child to be able to experience that. And so um, I just think that's fabulous. And I think the idea, too, is to be um, the fun grandparent. I mean, you had talked a little bit about um, listening. And I remember my grandmother, who I love so much, Goldie Galogly, way up in Carleton, Minnesota, and I would go to her farm for the whole summer and ride horses with her neighbor uh, that was the same age as me. And we would have so much fun. But I would come back and I would, you know, talk a little bit about my struggles and issues. And, of course, as a teenager, sometimes your struggles is your parents. And you know what I appreciated about her? She listened objectively, but she didn't give advice against her own child. So what I'm saying is, um, you know, my dad or mom, um, you know, so they were very careful. My grandma was always very careful to just give sage advice, talk about the Lord, point to the Lord, um, and then listen really well, but not criticize any of the parenting that my parents had done as well. And you guys, hindsight, mom and dad, because I know you listen. You know, you were awesome parents. I was just an idiot teenager, but <laughs> yeah, uh, uh. yeah, it happens. But you know, I don't. You think that's important that you don't criticize the parenting?
2: Oh, very definitely, because there's nothing that can pull a, a family apart more than when you start having uh, secrets behind the back, and often that is. That's quite common in many ways. Well, don't tell your mom and dad. Don't tell, we're going to do this, but don't tell your mom and dad. And I think that's going to cause a lot of disruption in that family, and that's not what you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we include, you know, the phrase you can find wall hangings. You can find um, mugs. What's done at grandma's stays at grandma's. What's said at grandpa's stays at grandpa's. Like, that's a really bad idea. It's, it's above the board. You talk kindly. We're told in Scripture to build one another up, not tear one another down. Mm-hmm. So g- building up, and you, w- these are connections. Carol Carol, and I have a goal that's to build connections and build relationships, and you don't do that by tearing down the parents in front of the grandkids.
1: And I think it's helpful, too, to keep in mind that, um, you know, as we share and as we talk, mm-hmm. we're going to share and talk um in such a polite way that even if that person was sitting here, they would never feel insulted. But yet you can still have them confide in you, um, you know, their feelings and their emotions about maybe things that are going on at school and with friends, et cetera. But I think it's really important to protect that relationship uh, because then you won't be a grandparent or you won't be grandparenting if you start to criticize uh, the parenting of your kids.
2: Can I add one other thing that I think we talk about all this and it sounds like we have to be very, very active in a babysitting or taking care of children, which is wonderful. A lot of times grandparents say, oh, I just love having my grandchildren over. But I know a grandmother, and she said, you know, I really am not a very good babysitter. And, you know, I really don't even like to play those games and do those things, she said. But you know what I can do is I can drive my grandchild to preschool every day which really relieves a lot of the stress from the mother who had a brand new baby and the mother could stay home. And so grandma would pick up Max and they would talk all the way to preschool and then she'd pick him up and take him home. And that was their time together and that was their connection. But it was not the the kind of connection of always being right there, babysitting, taking care of them. So you can do things in whatever way feels best for you and works best for all the families, all the families and
1: all concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, my sister was like that. She'd say, Shug, if my daughter has any any kids, you're going to watch them. I'm not a babysitter. Oh, my gosh, she can't get away from the kids. She loves them so much. I mean, (laughs) things change when you actually see them. (laughs) Yes. But I I do agree with what you're saying. There are some grandparents that that's not a comfort spot. So that was an excellent tip, Carol. I really like it. You know what else I like about your book? is that there were four things that you had highlighted uh, in the Faithful Grandparenting book. Topics that uh, create a legacy. You talk about that. Passing on your family heritage. That's a word we don't hear very often, and I know Carol had a little bit to do with hmm. that. I'm going to circle back to that in just a minute. Cultivating long-lasting memories and discovering ways for sharing your faith. We talked about ways to sh- to share your faith, which I think are vitally important, to me, as an evangelist, that's the number one thing, you guys, let's just sneak it under there somewhere just to you know get an understanding and pray, 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 pray for those little dudes. Um, it's really, that's where the power comes from. Jesus even said in Scripture, some things can only be done through prayer. Mm-hmm. But I want to circle back to passing on your family heritage for just one minute. Could you share, Carol, what you mean by that?
2: Well, each family has its own heritage. And um so often it is just lost in today's culture. And when it's lost in today's culture, the, the young people don't understand where they came from or what grandma and grandpa did or what their great-grandparents did or where their great-grandparents lived. And so I think that a, a great way to do this, an, an idea, is to get pictures of grandparents great grandparents the wedding pictures the the farm in in norway whatever it is make a booklet even a booklet that has maybe their cousins and the other relatives and provide them with this booklet when they come to your house you can sit and go through this and say well this was great grandma edith and you know she made the best blueberry pie in the world so that they get a feeling that they are connected to something of course i am very involved with wanting them to understand our American heritage. So I really want them to read and understand the founding of our country and how amazing it is and the freedom and, and uh, that we have here. But that in itself is a different story. Then there's also the story of the legacy, writing a legacy letter. And maybe, uh, Becky, you can add to that.
0: Having a, an opportunity to, to lay out for your children when you're – at an age where, you know, you're ready to go home and God takes you home and having something for your children. We talk a little bit about the financial piece of that. We talk about the, um, the opportunity to write that legacy letter and how much I love you, how much I depended on God. I mean, these are your last words to your family. And I think that's a really great gift for your children and your grandchildren.
1: I think so, too. Those are all great suggestions. I mean, the Mm -hmm. inevitable. God knows our entrance into this world and he knows our exit and we do not. So as grandparents, you know, I think it's a blessing to the kids to say, um, you know, someday I'm going to be with Jesus and talk about your life and talk about your excitement for their future and for their life. Not to give them fear of any kind, but just to let them know that when the day comes, when you do pass, that now that's when you enter heaven and the excitement with that. And my friends, if you have never said yes to Jesus Christ, entering heaven is the only way through Jesus Christ. And so I think it's really important that you say yes to him today. Invite him into your heart. I know I'm going to try not to bang it over the head, Carol, like you said, but I can't say enough that without Christ, you won't be united with your little babies in heaven. And I think it's really important, I'm hitting it on the head right now, as being a grandparent, you're leaving the best legacy there is, that the day I pass is a day I get to be with my Lord and Savior. And I'm going to wait for you there and be super excited. Uh, So, friends, my name is Shugbury. Again, him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. We've got two fabulous guests who have graced us for two parts on grandparenting. Faithful Grandparenting, Practical Ideas for Connecting Families, I'm sorry, Connecting the Generations. And thank you so much, uh, Becky Danielson and Carol Olson, for sharing your wisdom, your insight, and your tips and suggestions. You guys, go get this book. I can't wait to use some of them. You know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies.